This is Eric and Jordan from My Brothers and I. I'm Vince. I'm Boyd. This is Josh from Adverse Effects. This is Zanny, Rebecca, and Katie. And we are The, the Cabin, Cabin Project. Project. This is Travis from the audio sequence. I'm Jason Amare, and you're listening to Sounds of PDX. Sounds of PDX. Sounds of PDX on PRP. It is Tuesday evening. You're listening to Sounds of PDX on Portland Radio Project. We are 99.1 FM, KSFL, LP, Portland, and PRP.FM. Dan Cable's my special guest tonight, and he already uh, popped on the talk board and showed us getting prepped frantically for the show. <laughs> Thanks for being here, man. Yeah, absolutely. Thrilled to be here, man. Yeah, dude. So we, uh, we're looking at a, a show tonight because it's an all-local playlist. Yeah. You're kind of... Uh, a local uh, promoting guru, uh, we run in the same circle. But we're talking about the holidays party with uh, New Move, Quiet Type, Santiam, and Kaya on the Mountain. Uh, lots to talk about. You were with Kaya in the group last night, right? Yeah, man. And I had uh, I had texted you right before that I was I was heading over there, and you said, "Good people." And by the time I left there, I, I really understood what you were you were talking about because <laughs> I had such a good time hanging out with them and uh, just very warm people and yeah. uh, just just very cool vibes as we were as we were leaving and they always do a group hug before they leave the studio yeah. and, they, and they invited me to be a part of that and I was just like what a cool like gesture and what a cool way to leave the studio every night after you've uh, put in some work. Yeah, because, I mean, you've been in bands, I've been in bands. We know that there can become sparring matches during practice. So maybe a good practice. For yeah, absolutely. To a cool way to leave practice every time. Yeah, they're awesome. Sarah and I, uh, my wife, we went, um, hung out at the Jam Hut a couple weeks ago. I met with the band, then we took some pictures. And, you know, we're talking about their 2017, and they've got a lot of great stuff in the works. Um, but they are part of that holiday show that's coming up on the uh, 30th, correct? You got it, December 30th. Secret Society, what a cool place. We're going to get more details about that, but I wanted to start the show off with the folks we were just talking about. Good people. This is Kai on the Mountain with Karma here on Sounds of PDX. on the mountain that's a track from their brand new ep talking wild which was released last month at the white eagle with corner and the pearls that was a killer killer show uh, my special guest tonight on sounds of pdx is dan cable dan thank you for being here my friend yeah man stoked to hang out and geek out with you about some tunes speaking of which you just handed me uh one of your eps that i was checking out um you were on the podcast with sean Barron a couple months ago talking about your your musical endeavors and yeah. uh everyone in town kind of knows you as a promoter and someone who has a phenomenal podcast Thanks, um, if you're not subscribed to it go to down cable presents you can find it on itunes and stitcher uh youtube channel as well yeah there's kind of just like a central website now too where you can like find it all which is just the dancablepresents.com which is just an easy way to find everything Thanks for putting out quality work to, to represent the Portland music scene. Um, so I want to talk to you about your early love for music and, and how you became a musician. Yeah, man, I think uh, just my parents, first off, really just exposing me to some things that really had an impact on me. I seem to uh, pick up lyrics pretty 
at a pretty early age in the car and my dad was always blasting things like Phil Collins and and that still like kind of remains to be one of my my main dudes that, yeah. that I frequently listen to and uh yeah they took me to see Genesis when I was 5 and then I got to see Phil with them when I was 8 and I just think that I was I was really into it and I and I kind of understood what was going on at a young age and I think that stuff really kind of just opened me up to that world. And then yeah, just a series of other people, like a babysitter taking me to a Metallica concert at the age of 12 and exposing what? me to that. So like being at 1996 Lollapalooza as a 12 year old, seeing like Chris Cornell playing a oh. solo set at the end of the Soundgarden set. It was one of the last times like the original Ramones lineup was there. Yeah, yeah. Rancid was there in their like heyday of releasing out Come the Wolves. <laughs> and then Metallica finished out the night. And that was... That was during the load era, and and it was just such an amazing show to see Metallica at that age. That that like really blew my mind. So I think I just had the right people around me, just kind of always showing me different things, and I was yeah. exposed to a lot of different sounds at such an early age. How wow, load! That was a good. A lot of people pan that record, but I, what was the king? King nothing. King nothing. Yeah, until it sleeps. Are you serious? I'm about that record. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> Here you are. I was thinking, man, at the age of 12, I was being rebellious. I snuck out of the house and watched The Hunt for Red October in the theater. <laughs> I did not go see Metallica. Yeah, I just got lucky. A babysitter was like, hey, we're going to this. And I was just like, yes, we are. Dude, that is so yeah. cool. <laughs> well, uh, I want to move along here in the playlist to one of the first bands that we've got. We just heard Kaya, who will be at the holiday show on December 30th at uh, Secret Society. Next is a band called Quiet Type. And the first time I saw them uh, was opening for Goldfoot at Secret Society. Oh, nice. Yeah, this is a really good band. Why did you throw this song on the playlist? This is the worst. Um, I just really enjoy Quiet Type's writing style. I feel like these guys just really understand how to write cool pop songs. And I think that's actually this really a central theme of all four bands that are playing the the holiday show is, is they all are just really good songwriters and they're not afraid to write something that's hooky and it's still very has very creative feels and feels very authentic so, so yeah it was a pleasure going through the playlist and listening to all the the artists who will be showcased back to back it's a nice branch of genres and uh, like you said they're all really killer songwriters so if you haven't seen the quiet type Definitely check out their stuff and come see them on December 30th at Secret Society. Check them out now here on Portland Radio Project. That's Small Million here on Portland Radio Project. I love that band. I'm still waiting to get them on the show, but they've been busy and good for them. Uh, Dan, I've been telling you about them for a while. I've been yeah, bugging man. you about them. That's a killer jam. Yeah, it's a five-song EP. Really good, <laughs> man. Like electro synth, but with some acoustic percussion. Uh, could go on all day about them. Uh, but I want to turn the tables back to you. I want to talk to you about... Um, music in SoCal, the music scene versus uh, the, the music scene here in Portland? Uh, this one is definitely more accessible, I would say. You know, I um, spent a long time playing in a band called Souls of Fuse, and we were an alternative rock band, whatever that means. And just, um, and all of our shows that we played were, were mostly 
pay to play, you know, that was, that was the way that you got shows in LA, you know, this because it rhymes, you know, yeah, (laughs) pay to play in LA. And unfortunately, (laughs) like the promoters just understand the game, you know, it's like we buy out the venue for the evening and, uh, these bands will want to play these great venues, which is awesome. Like it's so rad getting to play places like the Roxy and the Troubadour. This is like legendary venues. So like having the opportunity to do so is great. But when you live like an hour and a half outside of the city, it's really hard to haul 75 of your, your friends and fans like to, to get out to LA and, and sometimes it would work out for us and sometimes it wouldn't. But I think the, the biggest problem with that though, is that it never really builds like a community of artists because you have these bills put together that are just like slammed with like five to six bands and nobody's fans are there to see anybody but the band they came to see. So sure. everybody just kind of like leaves. So mm-hmm. if you're the headliner playing at 1230, like that's really not the greatest <laughs> spot unless you brought 200 people, you know? Right. Yeah. So I, I just think, man, this Portland scene has just been so good to me as a musician and then as somebody trying to help spread the word about some stuff that I really love. Like, it just seems so accessible. There's always somewhere to play. There's there's always music to see for free or, like, on a, a cheap scale of $5, and then you can go see our, our big venues, like the Crystal and, like, the Schnitz. There's yeah. so many great venues here. Yeah. It's interesting, too, because that competition that you were talking about in L.A. is kind of fostered by... It's there, and they just expect people to go. Because, like, when we talked to a little over 10 years ago, I was talking to an A&R guy, and he told the group I was in, if we were serious, we would drive from Phoenix to L.A., and that's a five-hour drive, and I've got to buy $500 worth of tickets to play the whiskey. Like, yeah. I'm not going to get that many there. You know, it's, it's not the Girl Scout business model yeah. where you buy your stuff up front. But here it's exactly what you said. Not only is it collaborative, but you've got this I-5 stretch where these bands can hit this cool route from, you know, if they want to go to Seattle all the way down to Southern Oregon. They can do it affordably. It's really cool. Absolutely. And I just love the willingness of, like, all the musicians in the community to be like, hey, friends are coming through from this this town. They're really trying to get a gig together. Somebody's always going to pull through for you, like, as an out-of-towner to, like, try to get you a spot here. And it's it's just nice to see that that love being spread. And there's a ton of talent here, too, and everyone's very collaborative. And it's nice to see young artists that are growing up um, understanding that, that they can reach out to other musicians or, you know, entities to help them promote and and get their name out there. And one of those artists this year that I was turned on to from Mike Burling, um, executive producer of PDX Spotlight, was Neve. Oh, man. Uh, And this girl is something else. (laughs) She's a monster. Yeah. Uh, We filmed her episode of PDX Spotlight uh, a few months back, and she just absolutely knocked it out of the park. This is one of my favorite singles of the year, bar none. This is Neve. What are you waiting for here on Sounds of PDX? C.A. Love by Balto. Is that correct? C.A. Love? Yeah, like Cali- so, or California Love. California Love. I'm not Love. really sure. It's abbreviated. Uh, well, you're listening to Portland Radio Project. This is Sounds of PDX. I am on every Tuesday from 7 to 9 p.m. My special guest tonight is Dan Cable from Dan Cable Presents. 
What's good? What's good? He's been bringing in some uh, really great local tunes, as have I. We have 100% local artists tonight um, because we are talking about uh, the holiday show on the 30th of this month. Four great local bands, New Move, Quiet Type, Santiam, and Kaya on the Mountain. That's at Secret Society. You can get tickets right now at Ticketfly for $10.00. Um, And if you haven't been to Secret Society, here's a little tidbit. Um, The Secret Society is a 1907 Victorian-era hall with a rich history uh, that has housed two fraternal organizations, Freemasons, countless artists (laughs) and musicians, and diverse events. Uh, It it actually has a studio um, underneath it, too. A lot of people don't know. It's kind of cool you can multi-track but yeah, yeah i've seen the pictures it's a uh, legit freemason speakeasy <laughs> <laughs> it's a really cool room man i'm really stoked to it's kind of the first big room that i've uh booked a show at or promoted a show for so i'm, I'm really pumped for it yeah that's kind of a benchmark for you yeah it's a <laughs> it's an interesting way to kind of start you know i've done some like smaller uh shows at like the way post yeah, and way stuff post. like that but uh just figure why not. I, the first time I walked into the Secret Society, I was like, "This is a rad room," and yeah, I, I want to throw shows here. Yeah, that's a that's a gorgeous room. That's someone actually... agreed to let me do it. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's, someone rolled the dice. <laughs> now it's time to sell some tickets, <laughs> and that's why we're here. <laughs> um, well, I do want to talk to you about some of the um, early bands that you were into. We've been at a couple shows and had some side combos about some of our. Uh, like Jack's Mannequin and oh, uh, Finger Eleven, you know, some of those. So talk to me about some of the bands you're into growing up. Yeah, um, definitely Andrew McMahon of Jack's Mannequin and Something Corporate has had a huge impact on me and his songwriting as well. Like someone that's made a very similar impact has been Jimmy Eat World. And I just mm-hmm. saw them last week at the Crystal for the second time in the last couple of years. And I think there just seems to be a large difference for me now for bands that like I'm nostalgic for and those who I'm still really just about their songwriting and Jimmy world and Andrew McMahon have just, just hung in there for me. It's just like, I'm always looking forward to what they're releasing. Hmm. I still feel like it's very relevant to me and it's, it just seems like they're just doing what they want to do still. And that's why it's good. One of the things he says was, uh, the only thing that you really have control of, like as an artist is to be proud of what you're putting out. And I just feel like they are super proud of it. And you can tell when you go to their shows because they're, they're playing stuff off the new record. And, but they also acknowledge the, uh, the fans that have stuck with them for like 20 years and they're playing stuff off the first two records too. And that's really cool. Um, live music is kind of the cornerstone. I think that's the hook when people get, you know, in into music, and rumor has it that uh, Genesis was your first show. Right? Genesis was the first man. And did they have Peter Gabriel? That still? was Phil. Okay, Phil. Yeah, nice. Uh, I heard you talking to Sean Barron on his podcast a little bit about that, <laughs> and no shame. Like I absolutely love Genesis. I'm about it. I dude. love Phil Collins. I think Phil Collins is is. is is solid and he played on he played drums on so many records dude like aside from like phil collins stuff and genesis stuff he just played drums on like a handful of albums throughout the the era when he was big and i'm stoked for his comeback tour so i'm with you phil we're with you phil and if you haven't seen it go to youtube there's a really cool video of him recently on the tonight show and Questlove got to play dude the roots the as phil. his band like just to see Questlove with uh, phil that's like a that's a dream man because yeah. quest is just like another one of those dudes 
who you just can tell he's a genuine, he's a real guy, you know? He's not a real guy. He's a musical entity. Well, there's that too, but he's just, he just seems like a really, really chill dude. Yeah, you could have a bowl of Cheerios with the cat. <laughs> right? All right. The next uh, track that you brought in was from a band called The Co-Founder. Talk to us about these guys. Uh, I snuck in one that's not completely Portland. These guys are from Bellingham, and uh, they've been down here like three times in the last six months. They're just really hitting it hard and doing all these cool little tours. And uh, I've honestly listened to more of The Co-Founder than anything this year hmm. this dude just like really struck me with his songwriting and he this is the the first release as a full band as a three-piece and he just put together this really cool band of of luke and and uh, jake on drums and it's just really shaped things out and i'm just super pumped on this stuff it's just way up my alley i guess high regards <laughs> nice words from dan cable my <laughs> special guest this is his pick this is the co-founder here on portland radio project Astro Tan, probably one of my favorite band names in town. Yeah, it's awesome. Astro Tan is so cool. They call each other the Tan Boys. <laughs> That's how they were addressing each other. <laughs> Jed, their drummer, is like, hey, Tan Boys, like in the headphones. I was just like, That's so good, dude. <laughs> Oh, that's phenomenal. Um, well, you have a deep appreciation and love for music. Um, and we've been talking about live shows and, uh, you know, early experiences. But I want to talk to you maybe about how you got involved in music promotion. I think it just kind of happened. Mountaineer Mike from uh, Mountaineer Studios, who, who engineers my, my podcasts, was running a open mic down at the Rock Bottom downtown. And... Um, it had stopped for for a while, and then it picked it back up again. And he was like, "Hey, do you want to help me kind of run this deal and put your own spin on it?" And I was like, "Yeah, let's turn it into a more of a singer songwriter showcase and an open mic night, and just kind of kind of change the format of things." And um, we started doing that on a weekly basis, and that was kind of my first exposure to like Portland local music. I, I didn't see a lot of local music the first year or so that I was here. I was just kind of going to shows at the uh, the larger venues and I just really got to know tons of local artists and that open mic ended up kind of dissolving and Sarah Vitor Sarah Wild was yeah, yeah. was the uh was one of the people that went to that open mic a few times and I just I said hey Sarah I have this idea for this show <laughs> this podcast and I just kind of want to you know do my impression of, of a KEXP session or, you know, just those cool studio sessions where yeah. you get an opportunity to hear the band play a little bit. But I also wanted to have the conversations as well and find out where the, where the process is and, like, where the songs come from and just give people the opportunity to, to hear local artists because, you know, being in a band growing up and whatnot and tons of local artists are never going to, like, a lot of people aren't going to get the opportunity to, you know, get an article written about them or like be able to go on radio. Like that's one of the great things about this show is like, it's all local artists given the opportunity to like do things, do some rock star stuff sometimes, right. you know, and have these like cool studio sessions with like great local musicians. Cause there's so much good music here. And I just, I just kind of wanted a, the opportunity to maybe showcase some of the things I was digging and it just kind of rolled from there. 
Yeah, and I, you know, it's it's appreciated because you you put out a lot of great content and relevant content, and you know, we're trying to do the same thing here at PRP, and we have. Uh, a, a pretty big pool. I mean, we had a lot of, of listeners and a couple of years under our belts, and we've got a, a wide breadth of of genre. But it seems like the music that you're focusing on right now is is younger. You know, the 16 to 35 age group. Yeah. If we're talking business. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I mean, I'm just trying to keep up, man. Like, I feel like there's so many people. I'm getting to that age where I have to listen to people tell me that there's that music is not good anymore. It's just like, dude, if you find something that's not on the top 40 radio, you might really find out that there's amazing music going on across like all genres. Like rock and roll is seeing this really cool revival of like stuff we were just talking about. Like, I feel like R&B and soul is becoming more like back in the contemporary game a little bit more and seeing some like cool things chart like. Leon Bridges, like, doing some Motown stuff. Yeah, and Anderson Pac. Dude, there's just... Anderson Pac is, like, one of the things I've listened to most this year, other than the co-founder. <laughs> I've listened to maybe that Malibu record maybe a little bit more. Yeah. There's just so much amazing stuff going on right now, so I, I feel like I'm just trying to keep up that's to a certain degree, you know, because... Keep enough. <laughs> like, that's where the music's at now. That's where the new music is at, so you can either not pay attention to it and choose to say that everything from the past is good or you can you know find some things that might really blow your mind i like that words of wisdom from dan (laughs) don't quit looking for new music uh speaking of which we've got a block of a couple other guests that are going to be at the show the holidays party with new move quiet type santa ams and kaya on the mountain right now we have no address by the santa ams and then uh take what you can get by new move Couple songs here back to back here on Portland Radio Project. What would you say if you're on vacation somewhere and someone said, What is Dan Cable Presents? Like, what does it mean to you? Um, like, as someone that isn't from the area, I feel like it can be a cool guide to like what our music scene is across the board in a lot of different genres, just kind of giving people ideas of of what to look for if they're coming here and they want to see some some local music like it's definitely a good way to uh to find out about some bands that might be playing while you're here because someone's always playing like you know how many shows happen every week like (laughs) how many like facebook invites do you see to to like multiple shows in an evening it's just like oh which one am i going to go to like everybody's playing all the time so it's it's really awesome but i think it's just just my way of like getting to know our community too. Like I feel like those those podcasts are, you know, like very serving to me and like getting to like hang out with like people that I I think are like making really great music right now to be able to like kind of pick their brain about their process and sometimes just goof off with them and then talk about current music or right. and sometimes we, you know, explore like deeper facets of like songwriting and stuff and it's just it's just a really cool opportunity to hang and get to know these people do you feel uh lucky sometimes to be able to to share these stories with so many people oh yeah like it's it's something i look forward to like all week it's just like knowing what bands are coming through and like especially like having people like adverse effects (laughs) on the podcast dude like 
Josh and Boyd are two of the most dynamic MCs I've ever seen. Like, Fiji can spit so many words, like, in it just continuously. Yeah. His rhymes are just so insane. And then you have Boyd, just all the dynamics, making all the different sounds. Sounds like a beat machine half the time. Yeah. And then you got this amazing band that that shapes out with like Ben J just shredding it on bass as well as Vince on the guitar and then Spencer on the keys dude like that band live is is definitely probably my favorite band to see live in Portland right now yeah they're they're in my top three for sure right now you know there's so many unique things going on and it isn't a forcible Portland weird you know what I mean like they're genuinely great creative things. And I think, you know, kind of that moniker of keeping Portland weird it fosters the tone of acceptance. And that's the great thing for me. You can roll the dice, pick a venue, and I guarantee out of one of those three or four bands that are playing that night, you're going to find something that surprises you. Yeah, we've got a really wide spread of genres going on every single night here, and it's super exciting to see. Um, so right now, I want to turn the tables on you and put you on the spot because you do this to so many people and uh, <laughs> you get to pick their brains and now I get to pick yours <clears throat> with, with some easy questions. <laughs> uh, so this is a, uh, it's a little game I like to call 10 questions. I've seen you do this. Have I've you? Sat in, I've sat in a room watching you do these things. I should have prepared myself for well, something it, like this and I did not. It's on now. <laughs> Backing track by Tycho, Daydream, wonderful track. Um, all right, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, Dan Cable. Uh, when you're listening to music, do you prefer them on your headphones or car stereo? Oh, headphones. Headphones, okay. Movies or television? Movies. What's your favorite movie right now? Oh, man. I just saw Moonlight. That was a pretty uh, powerful one in, okay. in the theaters right now. Um, that was super solid. I usually get lost in the uh, rock documentaries, though. Like, the music documentaries is, is where it's at. Like, we were just talking about that Tom Petty one. If yeah. you haven't seen the Tom Petty one, you're missing out. <laughs> Thank God for Netflix and Hulu docs <laughs> right now. Uh, as far as that goes, um, how do you feel about horror versus comedy? Oh, I have such a love for both, man. I grew up watching all the horror movies, but... I don't know. Laughing is, is seems to be a powerful deal, so I'm going to go with the comedy for sure. Or how about we split the difference on that one? Because I'm like you. I love horror and comedy. What's the one? Uh, Chuck and Dale. Yeah. The horror comedy. Yeah. And so just uh, brilliant. I don't remember the other, the Cabin movie. Cabin yeah, in the Woods. Cabin in the Woods. Great That one, was also yeah. like a good, <clears throat> good call. Mashup. And this was a no-brainer, but I had to throw it out there. Cubs or White Sox? <laughs> I'm a super diehard Cubs fan, and you know that. So that was that was super rad to see the uh, the Cubs win it this year. Yeah, that's my way of congratulating you on Thank there, you. too. Thank you. Thank you. Really, I mean, I didn't really do much except just, you know, <laughs> have my heart broken for my entire life until... And you had ink on your leg, man. You've done more than other fans. Yeah, yeah. I got to see a game at Wrigley this year. So that was, that was rad to see you. Now you got to go every year. Maybe that's the reason they won. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how about Willie Nelson or Johnny Cash? Uh, Willie. Yeah. Yeah. I dig that. Uh, South by Southwest or Coachella? Uh, I, think, uh, I think South by Southwest is probably 
a little more exciting right now. Yeah, I dig that. Um, as a musician, if you had a choice to be in a band, would you be the drummer or bassist? Uh, the bass player, man. That's all I've been paying attention to. I feel like this last couple of years, it's like I'm always just listening for the bass. And that's... I secretly just want to learn how to shred on the bass. Um, Marvel or DC? DC is my initials. <laughs> that's... And I, yeah, I'm just like not a big comic book person, so like I'm just gonna go straight for the initials, you know. Fair. I should have seen that coming. <laughs> pizza or sushi? Uh, pizza. Pizza. Yeah. Um, now, if you wanted to be transported right now to see your favorite band, favorite band, and you had to choose a venue, would it be Red Rocks or Madison Square Garden? Ooh. Uh. Red Rocks. Yeah. Because, yeah, Red Rocks for sure. What about the ambiance of that place? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Madison Square Garden is a beast, but, like, arena shows can be a hit or miss. Yeah, they can get (laughs) a little rowdy sometimes. I think sometimes when people go to a place like Red Rocks, it's reverent. You know what I mean? You feel like, all right. Yeah. I don't know how many times I'm going to be here. Like Royal Albert Hall, I'd have to... I might rent a tuxedo. (laughs) Get fancy for that one. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Well, thanks for playing, man. That was a lot of fun. (laughs) Um, So moving back to the playlist, I've got the second track here from Kaya on the Mountain. This is Risky. They are going to be featured again at the Holidays, December 30th show at Secret Society. Check them out now. And if you're listening to us online, hit us up on the talk board. Say hello to us. Let us know what you think of Kaya on the Mountain. Portland Radio Project, PRP.FM. That's the secret C here on Sounds of PDX. So how did you hear about New Move? Uh, I learned about New Move because my buddy Kyle started playing drums for them. And he invited me to uh, like his audition show, which was an in-store at Tender Loving Empire. Huh. And I was just very blown away by the performance and their, their sound. I was just very surprised and I just kind of... Uh, been harassing Kyle about trying to get them on the podcast and got to know them a little bit more and kind of picked Jesse Bettis, who's like the the brain behind New Move, just kind of pick his brain about like his approach to to making the record that he made because it's just got some very classic pop vibes to it and just very cool listening experience. So what are you into right now? It's such a tough question, but I mean like today, what have you been listening to? Um, today, what have I been listening to? Definitely been listening to that Kai on the Mountain EP. Um, just getting real familiar with that. I really enjoy that. Um, I've also just been listening to that Adverse Effects album a lot since it came out, man. Like that's, that's been in constant rotation. I just really think it's impressive. To be honest with you, I think, uh, the Hive Mind Collective, which Adverse Effects falls under, I, I find myself uh, grasping to what they're doing and their shows. I just think all the bands that are part of that, like that Corgi and Bass duo, um, also like Tribe Mars and Two Planets, who's playing on Sunday, and and the Pariahs, just just everything that's going on under that umbrella, I think is just very exciting to to watch and pay attention to. Yeah, there's something special going on, and it has to do with, again, there's this theme of connectivity, but... 
What do you think it means one step past that? What does it mean to actually build a relationship with the scene or the community? Um, I think it means just like showing love for the community and those in it and just like be willing to uh, willing to give to to get love, you know, and and you got to go out there and show love. You got to go out there for other people's shows so that they'll come out to yours. And like, like, that's the way to build community is showing up for people like we as artists, you know, really appreciate when people come to see what we're what we're working on. You know, being vulnerable in front of people is uh, is a really cool experience, you know. So it's nice when there's people to witness these things. So I think showing up for people is, like, the most important thing you can do to, like, build your community. And, and also just sharing. Like, a simple share of something you're listening to can go a long way because you don't know who else is going to, like, take to that and share it to, with somebody else. So, like, if you're listening to something, share it. Yeah. You know, put the track up and be like, hey, I've really been geeking out on this album. I really think if you li- like like this type of music, you might really dig this too. And I think that's like what the podcast is about. Ultimately, it's just like sharing music that I think is cool, you know, with people on a weekly basis. Were you always like that? Like <clears throat> in high school, college, you always like sharing tunes with folks? Uh, I think that's like definitely something that I've always enjoyed is like that back and forth. Like I, I love now with the YouTube accessibility on like everything to like sit in front of a TV with somebody and just be like, just pass the, uh, the remote back and forth, like just trading tunes, just like, Hey, check this out. You seen this? Like just, yeah, just that back and forth is, uh, is a lot of fun. I've dissected that idea a lot because I love nothing more than sharing, sharing something new with somebody that's inspired me in the hopes that it does the same for them. Because I think, for some short moment, you get to live vicariously and have that moment of inception again. Yeah. You know, I think it, there's something powerful about that. And, and, you know, deeper levels, we're all trying to connect to each other. And that's why there's so much more of that commonality. It's like, okay, I, I know Dan's going to like this. I got to share this <laughs> with him, you know, that type of stuff. And yeah. I, I need to do more of it. You do really well at, <laughs> at, at sharing what you're listening to. It's a fun thing to do to see if you if you have people pegged the way you think. But <laughs> sometimes they surprise you. So it would be a a surprise be Springman by Hammerhead. Tell us about this track. Oh, man. These guys. These guys came onto my podcast real early and hit me up and were just kind of like earlier adopters of the show and just reaching out to me to do the show. And uh, I had them in and I was just like, man, I really enjoy the songwriting in this band. I think these guys are working really hard. and, And I just like I wanted to manage them like instantly and I just like held back my thoughts on it and one day like a few weeks later we would grow this uh, cool friendship and they eventually asked me to start managing the band so I've just been kind of like taking part in that and like exploring that avenue for the first time nice they call me Danager which is (laughs) really adorable Uh, Tyler and Andrew hope you're listening yeah that's right we're gonna play your jam (laughs) Build a name tag for the man. All right, this is Spring Man by Hammerhead here on Sounds of PDX. You're listening to Portland Radio Project. That is Livy Connor. Uh, she's an artist that was found by Dan Cable. You're listening to KSFL LP Portland 99.1 FM. So, Dan, tell us about Livy. You explain that she's like the female. Uh, 
Neil Young in the best I of ways. I feel like someone told me that initially, <laughs> and I'm running with it just because I feel like it it really suits like what she does. Her songwriting is really great, and I just saw her live the other night. And uh, I actually know about Livy because of Santiam, because Livy mm-hmm. opened up for Santiam one night at Laurel Thirst. So everybody's all interconnected, man. <laughs> <laughs> you said it was a shame, though, that night because she had only played in front of 30, 40 people, maybe. Yeah, it's just, I guess it's not even a shame to me sometimes. It's just like I feel very fortunate when I'm in a room like that sometimes because it becomes such like an intimate experience when it's not necessarily full but like the alberta street pub just is such a rad venue to see like singer songwriter type music it's just the perfect environment for it so like i just feel fortunate to like be in those small rooms seeing those performances do you think it's an advantage sometimes for an artist to be like okay it's not you know twenty thousand people also not the hundred i wanted in this room but yeah i i don't know i think you it allows them to stay loose and and have a good time maybe stretch some stuff out that they didn't think they were going to play you know maybe change up the set a little bit according to the night so what's uh i'm going to categorize this what's one of your favorite small intimate shows that you've been to oh with an artist that we may know with an artist that you may know Oh man! So many caveats. I definitely think Larissa Birdseye. Um, mm. I, don't, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, AKA Larry Bird, <laughs> Larissa Birdseye, <laughs> but uh, I've seen her like play some small acoustic shows, and I really think that her songwriting is next level, along with her vocal melodies. So I, I would have to say locally, I've, I've definitely seen some cool performances by her. What's one of your favorite uh, like live venue shows? Um, just like big shows? Or, sure. Um, I got to see uh, Father John Misty at the Aladdin play an acoustic show. What? And I've seen him play full band twice as well, but like seeing him put on that acoustic show was just like a much different experience, and it was it was really amazing <laughs> to see that like at the Aladdin theater, Father John just doing his thing. So. I had no idea he did acoustic <laughs> sets. That's great. Yeah, that was rad. That's cool. It's kind of the sign of a of a true songwriter if you can break down your stuff into an acoustic setting and get your your song translated. I mean, there's even a lot of electronic bands who are doing that now, doing electronic or acoustic sets. Yeah, there's there's just so much cool stuff going on. Speaking of which, who are some of the artists that you've got booked for the Dan Cable Presents podcast coming up? Uh, definitely, uh, I think we're doing an episode with the Pariahs as well as, uh, Balto from, we heard from tonight, um, uh, working on something with them around their album release, which I think is going to happen around February. And, uh, who else is, is coming through? I'm hoping to have the last revel on. They, they are from Wisconsin. They will be here in March. And I saw them, uh, recently here at the Alberta Street Pub with the Jackalope Saints. Mm. They're also another phenomenal local band. Uh, the Last Revel is is definitely like on that wish list right now. It's like if I can get those guys a studio session while they're here, I'd be really pumped about that. That's nice. Nice. I don't have a wish. I, I guess I kind of have a wish list. I need to write it down, maybe during the break. Uh, right now we're going to listen to one of the bands that's going to be playing at the Holidays uh, Festival there on December 30th at Secret Society. Uh, this is New Move, Love of Mine. 
that's one of the bands that's going to be on stage at the Secret Society on December 30th. Uh, talk to us about this show. What does this what does this show, the holiday show, mean to you? And what do you is it like a band aid for 2016? Like I don't know, man. Like outside of like some some wild stuff going on in the world, you know. I uh, I've just had a blast doing this this year, and this is you know it's only in its first year. So I just wanted like a cool way to kind of cap off the year with uh, some of the bands that've been on the podcast that I thought would be like a cool night of music and just kind of like say goodnight to this year and uh you know hopefully it's like a good start to uh season two or year two of like the dan cable presents <laughs> podcast and it just i just thought all these bands would work well together as far as uh what they do songwriting wise and i don't know i'm just super pumped that like i get to show up to a show that is for my favorite bands in the city and I get to see them all in the same place. So I hope some people join me in, in seeing that, that show. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> have some people in town, a little eggnog hangover. <laughs> um, you know, like you, I I've kind of feel bad. It's been a, a rough year as far as, like, the world and pop culture. And, you know, now our cynicism is, is concerned. Absolutely. Uh, but as far as Portland and uh, my gratitude goes, like, Sounds of PDX and PRP, PDX Spotlight. I had a lot of pretty incredible things happen to both of us this year. We've been busy and, and uh, welcomed. Yeah, that's the most exciting thing is like just having your idea welcomed. And all of the bands that I've reached out to have just been super like pleased to come do the show. They're just like, oh, yeah, dude, absolutely. I'll come do this thing, this podcast that... People don't even understand what podcast is sometimes, but it, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's it's happening. <laughs> uh, but it's just cool to like see how receptive uh, the musicians and the community have been to the to the idea of the show. It's fun to go to shows too. Like when I ran into you at uh, Secret C record release at liquor store, and you kind of have this feeling where you're like, "We're a part of this." Yeah, you know, like we help people. This is happening. Absolutely, it feels yeah, we, great to give back. We and are see a it. part of uh, the the current Portland music scene. And it, it's nice to go out to shows uh, and know that there's going to be some friends out there. Probably you're going to run into some, some folks in, that are a part of the community. So And selfishly enjoy some, some killer music. Yeah. Uh, we've got a couple more songs on the playlist. I'm going to play uh, one of our favorites that we've been talking about, bragging about, and praising all night. This is Adverse Effects. Stick around. We will be back. This is Luke Neal and Dan Cable here on Sounds of PDX. That is Shannon Entropy here on Sounds of PDX. That's a single called Janky Leg. I love those cats. Have you seen them yet, Dan? I have not, but you're the one who introduced me to them from this lovely show. You are going to dig them. We'll go catch them live soon. Uh, we just want to give a shout-out to PDX Spotlight, Vortex Music Magazine, and, of course, Dan Cable Presents. Can't thank you enough for being here, my friend. Thank you, man. This has been awesome. Uh, we want to wish you a good evening. Any uh, goodbyes or uh, hellos as we take off? Uh, just thank you to everybody that's been showing love for the show. I really appreciate people listening and uh, the kind words people have, 
had to say. And uh, shout out to Mountaineer Mike, who always makes my show sound super fresh, as well as like Forrest Brennan and Garrett Isham for doing like really dope video work for me. Oh my gosh, it looks so Both good, man. Those guys man. are very talented, and I'm lucky to get to work with them. Yeah, they they do a lot of brilliant work. Your show is is exposing a lot of phenomenal talent. I can't tell you how thankful we are for you. It was nice to finally meet you. We've been kind of running in the same circles for a couple months and bumped at each other at the old uh, PRP station at Tiffany Center. And Yeah, shout out to Heather for like making yeah. like a human contact happening <laughs> and, and just like introducing me to the PRP world in general. So, right. yeah, and shout out to you, of course, for of course, being man. so welcoming and... and Always happy to share what one another is doing. It's been a pleasure getting to hang out with you at shows and uh, working on this stuff. So big things from Dan Cable. Uh, remember, subscribe to Dan Cable Presents on his podcast. He's going to put his information out there. Go to Facebook. We've got weekly podcasts and weekly videos. I'm going to say guaranteed. Is it guaranteed? <laughs> uh, the videos are are coming out pretty frequently like we have 50 up on the youtube page and that the episodes do come out every friday though there's always a podcast to check out and uh there's quite a catalog now so it is yeah go check it out a lot of great interviews dan have a good night everyone out there listening thanks for hanging out until next time be good to each other